Welcome to the Unveiled Sisterhood. We're Brooke and Jess, and we run the Unveiled Bride Tribe. We lead retreats, mentor programs, and healing and breakout sessions, and this podcast. We're about to introduce you to some amazing stories of women who have left a very tough chapter to step into healing, truth, and abundance. Find out the whole story on episode four. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. A few months back, Jess and I had a self-care series in our Facebook group, The Unveiled Bride Tribe. And during that series, we brought in a very special guest to share her story, her journey, her truth, her wisdom. And that special lady is Kristen Ziegers. Today, you're gonna get to listen in on a piece of that conversation. Kristen's gonna be talking about motherhood, being the leader that we already are, and asking the tough question, what do I really want? So without further ado, let's dive right in. Here's Kristen. A pretty traditional linear path, right? Doing the things that was the things that were expected of me and, and the things that were kind of the norm as you go, as you grow up and you go through high school and college and start your job and get married and do all those things. Um, but when I conceived my first child and I swear it happened at conception, there was a piece of me that just cracked open Mm -hmm. like this piece of me that had been kind of lying dormant for a while And, um, once she was born, it was like this awakening and this kind of snowballing of, yes, this, so many parts of my previous life don't feel in alignment anymore. And right now I want to make choices in my life that enable me to, fulfill this role as mother the way that I've always dreamed of doing it. And I have this precious baby that I just, I'm going to be extremely intentional about how I choose to spend my time if it's not with her. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what really began my journey um, towards where I am right now. And, and that baby is now 17 years old. So, um, it's been a long, it's been a long and beautiful, or as Glennon says, brutal <laughs> journey. <laughs> Brutal and beautiful all at the same time. So I, when that happened, when I, I had my daughter, Ava, I um, decided not to go back to my career in corporate marketing. And um, I had been doing some feng shui for fun for myself and my friends. And a feng shui practitioner training became available in my town. And I said yes to that. So I studied to be a feng shui practitioner when Ava was not quite one. And during the course of that training, I found out I was pregnant with my second child. So he, he was born 18 months after my first. And then 17 and a half months later, I had baby number three. So I had three babies in three years time 
And so that the early 2000s, I was like pregnant and breastfeeding for a solid like five years. Mm -hmm. And all the while I was continuing to do, I was really immersed in motherhood and, and I continued to do my feng shui and I continued to study the principles of feng shui really deeply and apply them in my life. And that, and I kind of entered into the world of, of personal growth and development and spirituality and um, conscious parenting and all of those type of things. Um, and I just started kind of building my own framework for how I wanted to live my life. Mm -hmm. And through all of those years of practice and study and just kind of real life grappling with all of these principles, as I'm going through, through the day-to-day -day things of being a mom and being a woman and being a wife and all of that, um, I started to see some... Um, alignments and some patterns and I, I was writing a blog all the while so I've been kind of keeping a blog since about 2009 mm. and I love writing and sharing and inspiring people and um, that led me eventually to training to become a life coach and somewhere in there I studied to become an aromatherapist I just had a, a real passion for essential oils and natural healing. So, um, yes. Yeah, so here I am today in 2018, um, as a life coach and I've started a, an online, a virtual community for women, um, to help them connect to their own spirit mm -hmm. and the beautiful essence that they are outside of their roles. Right. I think that motherhood I experienced this personally for myself and, and with my, the other mothers that I kind of collectively, we raised our children together. Um, it's a role that we very easily lose ourselves to. Mm. And it's my most favorite role, but it's not the whole of who I am. Mm. So that is really a lot of what I do in my work is help people help remind them and reconnect them to the essence of who they really are. Mm. And I do that through things that, that light me up and some of those synchronicities that I found over those years of study and personal work. And a lot of that has to do with um, nature. I'm a self-proclaimed earth mama. I love nature and I use that as kind of metaphor and this portal to look at different themes and um, kind of look at the way that we cycle as spirits living in these human bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So speaking to the woman that's listening to you just now, you just, you said a lot in a short amount of time. I mean, I was, I a couple little notes. Baby, 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 breastfeeding, nursing, diapers, all in one shebang for quite a, a lot of time. And then moving on to the next thing. And then showing up as a mom, yet showing up as a leader and showing up for yourself. What takeaway can you take from all of those years of experience? Because you're still living in it. Can you mm -hmm. think of the woman that's listening to this, that there's 
light on the other end of the tunnel that you be a woman will be right will be wrong. Mm. Well, um, I have two daughters and a son. So my son's in the middle. And what I really believe, kind of one of my big whys under the work that I do, the work that I do in the world and the work that I do, my own personal work in my own life, is that I believe that we are called to be models for this next generation of leaders. And when I say leaders, I really believe that we're all leaders. We, we all have to begin with being leaders in our own lives. And once we do that, once we take personal responsibility for, um, for ourselves and take, take back ownership of our own lives, look at the places where we've given our power away to roles, to kind of cultural expectations of what it means to be a mother or a woman or a wife or an employee or, you know, any of those kind of social constructs. Once we kind of question those and say, is that true for me? Right? That's taking leadership in your own life. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, I believe when I do that, I'm modeling that for my kids. I'm allowing my daughters to say, huh, is it true that I can't be a mom and have a successful career at the same time? Um, and I hope to model to them that it is possible if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for my son, I hope to model for him what it looks like to be a woman that is in control of herself. Mm -hmm. that has full ownership in her life and that kind of has that queen energy of looking out at the collective and um, taking to heart what's in the best interest for all. Mm -hmm. I believe that's a gift that women have and um, kind of modeling for him what I hope his future partner it, you know, is going to be like and what he can support because he had a mom that showed him what was possible. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I think as we do that and as we kind of come into alignment with our own values, what's really important to us and live our lives in alignment and in integrity with that, we start to get impassioned about different things in the world that we want to be a part of making better, right? We start to understand that we're a part of something bigger mm -hmm. and then we might decide I want to take on this leadership role in my community you know for a while I was um, the chairperson for my county 35 schools for environmental education in the PTA because I was passionate about the environment mm -hmm. that's my nature girl again <laughs> and um, so I took that piece and I brought it into school and I took a leadership role there, you know, and, and maybe one chooses to do that. Maybe you just choose to be a leader in your own family. Maybe you choose to go bigger and work on something global. But I believe that always starts with ourselves mm -hmm. being the leaders in our own lives. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what the question was, but I hope that answered it. It did really good. 
Yes. <laughs> Personally, I have in the past, especially really struggled with who I am supposed to be. Because when I thought, oh, when I'm become this mom, I'm going to be this way. And I got so lost. I lost myself for, gosh, a few years. And then the same with marriage and the same with being a daughter and a sister and a friend. And I have felt that I've been pulled in so many directions. I just don't know who I am. So uh, I know I'm not alone in that. I know a lot of women feel lost and you said it so beautifully, like taking ownership of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, that's been an unfolding journey for myself now for a while, just continuing to own who I am. And I know not everyone's there yet. So what can mm -hmm. someone do to start questioning mm -hmm. their roles or not their roles, but do you know what I mean? Like what can some, what can a woman right now do, whether it's in work, they've lost themselves in motherhood. Cause that's, I relate to that one hugely. Mm -hmm. Why can they start to look for or own for mm -hmm. themselves? Do you have any advice for that? Mm. Um, this was just coming up in, um, in a group coaching call in, in my group earlier this week. I think that um, resistance, this is, this is what came up to me and then I was able to turn that around and use that as guidance for my women. When resistance shows up or some sort of a challenge comes up with, you know, in how we feel, that is a clue that there's some, there, there is a possible misalignment, right? Mm -hmm. And so with the women I was working with this week, it was showing up as guilt. They were feeling guilty because um, they, they felt guilty making time for their own creative endeavors mm -hmm. because there was so much to be done around the house. Mm -hmm. And another one was feeling guilty that she was working and, and not always there for her 12-year-old twin daughters. And to me, instead of making guilt like the bad guy, right? And, and instead of saying, oh, guilt, it just comes along with being a mom, right? Mom guilt. Um, it, can we take that as a clue to pause and do some self-reflection? Mm -hmm. Is this, what, what are the two contrasting things here? So in the example of work and, and spending time with her daughters, you know, can you look at the two pieces? The work that you're doing, one, does it have to look the way that it looks? Do, do, is there some flexibility in your schedule? So you can be home at 4.30 to meet your, your daughters after school and spend that time with them. Um, do you need to be working full time at all? Like, is that why, to ask the questions, why is that true that I need to be doing this? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Um, and on the flip side, um, looking at the piece of wanting to be there for her daughters or, or feeling guilty that she's not always there. Do you, is it serving your daughters to always be there, to always be tending to their needs? What is your vision for how you want your daughters to grow up as far as their 
level of independence and their confidence in being able to handle things on their own, um, taking on more responsibility at 12 and a half years old, you know, to just take the time instead of giving your power away to the story that um, I have to do this and I have to, and I, and that means I'm giving up this. Is that true? Taking the time to ask the questions and to challenge the validity of it. Because a lot of it is story. Yeah. And it might also be, sorry, that message is, um, what is it that your heart wants to do? And how do you feel about saying yes to yourself and what your desires are, even if it goes against what might be expected of you, you know, like, like the other woman who, who was like, there's always laundry. The house is always a mess. There's always all these things to do. And there's not time for me to paint. She's a beautiful artist. And so who says the house always has to be immaculate? You know, you're going to show up better for everybody in your life. If you're giving yourself an hour to your creative endeavors every week and let the laundry sit there. I promise you, <laughs> you know, but I think we get wrapped up in what's going on in the external world. And I think this is the time for us to go internal mm -hmm. and to learn to trust ourselves and to see ourselves of, as worthy of worthy of answering those questions for ourselves mm -hmm. not based on the expectations and standards of some outside messaging i love your answer i love that <laughs> it's all a story mm -hmm. you know i know i had stories of what i thought i needed to be as a mom and 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 who i was not going to be as a mom and that just me to pieces because I was not able to live up to this expectation I had set on myself because it was so unrealistic. Mm -hmm. So I challenged myself. I challenged the story. I challenged all this. So I love, I love your answer. Thank you. Absolutely. How do you feel about asking for support, asking for help and setting mm. boundaries and saying no to some things you say yes to yourself? Mm. That's one of my big tips that I give to moms is, um, is I, the, one of the, when I work with them, one of the first things I say is, um, we're going to stop saying yes right away. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, you can say no right away, or you can say, thank you. Let me think about that and I'll come back to you. I'll let you know, but don't say yes. Right. When somebody asks like, you know, can you be room mom? Can you work on this committee? Can you take care of my dog next weekend? Can, you know, before you say an automatic yes, I think it's a retraining because as women, we have a lot of us been raised to be pleasers, like raised to be pleasers. We want to make people happy. We want to take care of other people's needs. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that unless it's at the expense of our own well-being and our own peace. Mm -hmm. That has to be on the top of our priority list because we know when we don't, we're extending our energy out and we're depleting our own internal resources. 
So that's the no, the, the saying no piece. And we also need to recognize when we are feeling depleted because we are such givers, especially as mothers. I don't know what percentage of the women in your group are mothers, but um, I think it's true for women in general that we are givers. And um, when we sense that we're beginning to be depleted, to, to recognize that and honor that it's important for us to have that level of self-care, to set those boundaries, and to ask for the support that we need and make a practice of it. That in itself can be kind of like stepping out of your comfort zone, right? It can be really hard mm -hmm. to, to go and say, I'm actually maxed right now and I could really use to pass some of this off to you or like for me... <laughs> I, I tend to say to my husband, can you please sit on the couch with me and just listen to me talk about all the things I have going on because it's all living inside me and I need to get it out and I need somebody to empathize with all that I'm carrying right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not to be solved or fixed, but I just need to be heard and seen and I need to move some of this energy out from within me so someone else is holding it with me. No, I think that's really important. Yeah, I think that's really important because we not only care for everybody, but we carry a lot of stuff. We carry a lot. Mm -hmm. And I love how you said, "Can you please just sit with me and listen and empathize?" You don't have to fix it, but just mm -hmm. sit here. Well, also because it's not broken, it's not a broken thing. Like we have, like, I like to say that we live full lives, not busy lives. Um, we live full lives and that's by choice. Yes, it is. Like I love my big fat full life mm -hmm. and I don't need to carry it all myself. Mm -hmm. No, we're, that's another thing that's kind of um, culturally been a part of our story for women is that you know, we're independent women, we can do it all. Um, and we can, but we don't have to do it all in isolation. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a story. Mm -hmm. So um, to get in community around it, to get um, the support to ask for it and be open to receiving it mm -hmm. is a huge piece It's a huge growth piece. Yeah, I'm plugging in my battery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> This is Zoom is taking up more juice than I thought. No, you're good. We're about to wrap up, but I just want to say thank you. Um, if there's one piece, we've been asking each woman, if, is there one piece that you would like to share with the listener out there today? If you're speaking to one woman and what's something tangible that she can do for herself today to make herself heard and to listen to herself and to really honor what she needs and to be that leader for herself. Do you, so I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that almost everybody in here has seen the movie, The Notebook. Yeah, I've seen Like it. a million times. <laughs> one of my, one of my favorite scenes, and I think this is so telling. Okay. And so if I can end, so here you go. You can all go and watch the notebook again. 
<laughs> because Ryan Gosling. Because and because of that, for sure. <laughs> I just got goosebumps, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the scene when um, he's at the house and what's her name? Rachel McAdams? Is that Rachel McAdams? Yeah. She comes back and um, they're arguing by the truck. And he says to her, what do you want? And it, I like, maybe I'll post the clip in your, in, in the unveiled bride, unveiled bride group. Um, because it gives me chills watching it three times. He's like, what do you want? What do you want? I think that is a really hard question for women to answer. What do you really want? What do you really want? Not what the picture looks like yeah. that, you know, you think you're supposed to want. What do you really want? Maybe what you really want is, is the freedom to lay in a hammock for an hour on Saturday morning without being interrupted. Mm -hmm. And can you ask for that and expect that someone is going to support and make in, in allowing that to happen for you? Maybe what you really want is for your partner to sweep you up and take you away on a date night on Friday. Ask for that, you know? So maybe that is it, is, is take 10 minutes with your journal and on the top of the page, what do I want? And just get quiet with yourself and feel like, don't, don't think about it allow yourself to feel through it. What would feel really good? What would feel nourishing? What would feel life-giving right now? And write some ideas down and pick one and, and make it happen for yourself. And know that you are worthy of what you want, what you want. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, great. So <laughs> we need to be asking for what we want, but the question is sometimes we don't even know what that is. Mm. I know. I know. I don't think that this exercise is going to be easy for everybody. Mm -hmm. No. no. Mm -hmm. And that means it's good because if it's hard, that means that it's something that needs to be done. Yeah. 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 Because the easy part would be, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Or that's silly. That would be the easy. So, gosh, mm. I encourage everyone do what she just suggested. Write it down. Really sit with it and think about what do you want, mm. and choose one. That's such great advice. I really appreciate you sharing that. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and pay attention to the story that comes up around it too. Like I was just thinking, what if somebody says, "What I really want is a big piece of chocolate cake." but I'm trying to lose weight. So I can't do that. Mm. Eat the damn cake. Mm -hmm. Like you might have it and you might take three bites of it and say, Oh, I feel totally complete with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that self-awareness is just a huge, huge piece of this. Taking the time to pause, turn inward and reflect inward and, and bring some awareness to yourself is, is one of the key things that we need to do. Again, not easy for busy women. Oh my goodness. Today was really good. 
I love this simple question of what is it I really want? And for some of you, that's gonna be a really simple question, simple answer. And for others of you, that might not be as easy to answer. However, the question itself is simple. What is it I really want? And I, I really loved what Kristen shared about motherhood and that journey in and of itself. And then also about being a leader. You know, we are all leaders. It doesn't matter if you're young, if you're old, woman, man, mom, or not. We are all leaders. We get to choose to show up and hold that leadership role in everything we do. Now, I don't know about you guys, I really enjoyed today. And so, unfortunately, that's it for today. That is it. So we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Unveiled Sisterhood podcast. For show notes, links, and upcoming retreat details, and other awesome resources, head on over to our website, unveiledbridetribe.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to the both of us if you'd take a minute to leave a review. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so that you can listen to next time as we share more amazing stories. Thank you.